0: Some employees came up and said, what are we going to do? Um, I said, I don't know. But I, I do know one thing, God knows. So we're going to start praying. And that's where our prayer group started. Welcome
1: to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a verse from the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in all
2: things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the
1: love and hope of Christ. These conversations are an invitation, because as much as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, digital media operates from a distance, and that's not what's best for us, with God or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to
2: participate in person in The Life That Finds Its Epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome back to Christ in All Things. I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell. Pastor Shockman is our sound engineer today, which is something he's adept at. God bless you. We're back here with... Mark and Renee Ebert of Ebert's greenhouse village. And that first part of our conversation was fascinating. There was a bunch of stuff that happened off the air too, as we were trying to get ourselves settled and get some technical things done. But I'm, you know, I'm eager, you talk, you know, in terms of the things that formed you as a, as a business, as Ebert's greenhouse village, God and faith, family and good people. And we also get the get the sense by context that you've you've been you've been formed by some challenging times and mark let's talk a little bit about your history and some formative events that have happened subsequently you know where where did ebert's well, again where did ebert start and then what are some major things that happened that formed you as a business along the way
0: well um how far back do we want to go?
2: Well, go. I mean, when when your dad started, he was selling produce. Yes. He grew, he grew it in the greenhouse, yes. and where did, he, where did he sell
0: it? So, yes, that was the first year that he started. Um, basically, it was a vegetable garden uh, in our backyard. Um, he sold a fruit, basically cabbage, cabbage heads, uh, outside of his station wagon. Um, a lot of people won't remember this, but um, it was a, I think it was, Called National Grocery Store in Watertown, Wisconsin. Yeah, Royal Meats was right behind it, and he would set up in the parking lot. My uh, brother Alan would sit out there and sell cabbage. Um, and
2: so, just for a bit of context for our listeners who aren't familiar with the area, you n- you now have this rather expansive set of greenhouses that sell millions of dollars worth of plants to people from all over the place and school groups that go out there and you teach them how things grow and you, and, and it started with a man trying to make ends meet because his land wouldn't sell. So I've got to find the way to get, make this land somewhat more productive. It could be maybe more productive if I didn't sell, you know, regular field crops and I grow some produce. And so he did and then he take, and he sells it out of his station wagon, and that's yes. where we begin.
0: Yes. Um, that was probably 1974, 73, uh, 74, and um, a little bit every, he added a little bit every year, but, um, you know, we got pictures, and uh, those early years, it uh, it was a pretty, pretty broken-down farm. Uh, the buildings were not, you know they were in need of a lot of help and uh but he had an idea and it worked how long um, the, your your father died in the Lord some time ago right how long yes, ago was that my dad died in two
2: thousand seven in 2007. Oh, yes. right before the economic crash yes- which we'll come to in a little bit yep just out of curiosity what do you think your dad would say now
0: <laughs> uh I'm not sure um but a, a funny story one of our employees uh this is when he was I think it was like around 2005, he, he took his uh, John Deere lawnmower up and down our walkways uh, when everybody would start in the morning, and, you know, and he told one of our employees, he said, just remember, young lady, I'm the reason you're here right now. Uh, so we all laughed about that and uh, said, yeah. This was your dad? My dad. <laughs> so, yeah, he was maybe a little conceited, I guess, <laughs> but it was pretty funny. Um, uh, but yeah, he, he was pretty proud even at that I, time before I would, I would away. imagine. So, um, yeah, uh, things are going really well in 2000. I mean, other than losing my dad, I mean, sales wise, um, things are going well for the business. And, uh, then in 2008, uh, we were planning on a bigger year and, uh, just before we opened the doors, uh, is when the recession took took place and i remember gasoline like almost five dollars a gallon uh people definitely held back on their spending and uh you know we took a pretty big hit because one thing with our business <clears throat> there is a lot of overhead um you know we our sales are good but our overhead is pretty extreme also so um we couldn't do anything it was all sitting in the greenhouses and um, so because you
2: you go buy things wholesale and then grow them.
0: Uh, we grow ninety five percent. Okay. What you see at Eberts, I'd say ninety five percent is all grown on our property. Uh, we do get a few things in, obviously trees and shrubs. We buy in tropical plants. We try, uh, buy in house plants. House plants, right. yeah. But the majority, uh, we have about forty greenhouses that are just jam packed. Forty, so, yeah,
2: greenhouses, it, yeah roughly how many square feet are under greenhouse
0: i'm uh, curious we uh um under glass or under plastic or glass we're probably looking at excuse my voice um 150 to 200,000 square feet uh, we all, <laughs> we right. also grow plants in what That's we plants. call coal frames they're like <laughs> boxes outside that um a lot of the hardier plants grow really well out and there and how big
2: was the original greenhouse
0: oh oh i'd say uh gosh maybe 20 by 20
2: (laughs) you know mark i'm going back to something earlier you said you didn't take the ups gig because you knew you wouldn't get to use your creativity and what were you what were you talking
0: about you know um here's another story where god god really had a purpose um a lot of people don't know this, but um, I was probably 11 or 12 years old, and I, I think my dad had just started the produce farm or a vegetable garden, and uh, I don't remember exactly, but I remember I was biking on the road, and uh, I stopped the bike, and I looked up at our business, and I, or not business. It was basically a farm, broken-down farm, and I was thinking to myself, I love being out in the country. Um, I, I wish there was something... I could do here that I could stay on the farm and do something productive and make this into something. And I had no idea what that was. Um, so I think just being again, probably the freedom of doing what I want to do and, uh, working with my brother was a dream. Um, he loved, he, we both loved working with each other. He loved growing the plants. I loved doing pretty much everything else. Um,
2: and that's that's
0: how you divided that labor. So Ron was the grower. Yes and
2: you were the marketing yep what are new ideas
0: he loved he loved the the sanctuary of just watering the plants uh not not dealing with a lot of issues um i i like doing it but i I like the watering but i i couldn't do that all day i had to be moving around and I had to be a little more rambunctious, so, um, (laughs) but it worked out well. We, we had a great relationship and, um, but, um, yeah, I guess, uh, where was I? 2008, 2008, all that hit. Um, and you
2: have tons of overhead and you, people aren't coming out to buy stuff and you're going to have to eat as it were.
0: We did. Yeah, we did. Okay. But we definitely, uh, took a loss that season that took, Probably three or four years to dig out of, um, but we, you know, the bank was good to us, and we, you know, we that
2: that's worth that's worth noting because there were banking collapses going on all over this country and all over the world, and your bank was good to you.
0: Yes, they stuck behind us, and what's said,
2: their what's their name? Tell us.
0: Well, uh, we we at first I'm trying to remember. At that time, um, we first went with Exonia, yeah, State Bank which is now Exonia bank. Um, and then, uh, um, uh, bank five, nine or first bank Oconwalk. They, uh, we had a friend that I guess we're friends with a lot of people. And, uh, (laughs) my friend I played basketball with, was the president of Exonia bank at the time. And then, uh, another, uh, gentleman, um, which we knew very well. Um, he talked to my brother about, uh, switching over to Oconwalk and, I looked at Ron, I go, I'm a loyal person and uh, I I don't wanna switch. And then he told me how much they'd say we could save a year and I'm like, okay, we'll switch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but so yeah, we switched over to the first bank uh at the time it was first bank and uh of Okanwak and uh I think it was right about that time. It might have been a little later, we might have been at, with Exonia Bank at the time, but they were very good, both very good to us and uh, we got through it and uh we just started seeing daylight again like my brother and I were really getting excited like we were going to do some uh adding on to certain things and uh uh, we had some aspirations and uh came down to 2015 we took some business trips and we were talking and excited and um he did tell me at that time which really uh it was it was pretty hard I felt really great about it, but he actually told me that the, the greatest day of his life was when, uh, I bought my dad's end of the business. Um, and Ron Ron said that yes. And the best day of his life. Yeah. He wasn't married, so he didn't meet that perfect one to get married. He was single, but, um, he said that, well, I, I know he said it was one of the best days of his life that, and that really hit me because he never said anything like that to me. Um, and then, little your,
2: your brother, who's nine years older, yep. said one of the best days of my life. Yes, is when you put a thousand bucks in line. Yeah. Per year, yeah. you put five thousand dollars in a line. Yep. to buy the business.
0: Yep, and that, that hit me pretty hard. And then uh, it had to be about one month after that um, that he passed away unexpectedly. Um, that was hard, very hard. How
2: how old? Yeah, how old was Ron when he died?
0: Uh, 57.
2: 57.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: And I, I remember, I remember when that happened and what a blow for you as a, I mean, he's your, he's your grower in chief. Yes. Right. What was his title? Grower Uh, in chief.
0: Owner, grower. (laughs) Yeah. Head grower. Yeah. Um, but that was tough. Um, that was probably the toughest day of my life. Um, up till now, um, you know we were pretty close. Um, so that took, at that time I, um, a lot of our employees didn't know what was going to happen with the business and, uh, you know, I had to keep it going. Um, I mean, I didn't want to do anything else. Uh, but it was, it was hard for the next few years. And, uh, we went through some ups and downs and, um, but it was probably about 2018 that I started feeling some life back in me. Like, Kind of excitement to try some different things. Um, it was about that time, again, uh, how God works. Um, we paid off a lot of bills, and uh, I joked to uh, some of our employees, well, I, I'm never comfortable. So now that we did that, we're jumping in the ocean again and trying some different things. And uh, it was right about that time when um, I sat at my desk and the mail came, and David, you know, David gets the mail. Th-
2: David Kroll, who's yep. your CFO.
0: Yep. And he threw a, a magazine on my desk of a, a greenhouse in New York. And it wasn't the normal looking greenhouse and I it, it just stuck with me like I, I want I want that. And uh so I talked to um some of our employees and I said, Okay, what would what do you think about this is gonna cost a lot of money, but what do you think of tearing down these greenhouses and putting up this uh like it ended up to be 10,000 square foot greenhouse. Um, they said, yeah, that would, we should do it. So we did it and uh, we were really excited um, getting set for another big year and COVID hit. And that was, that was tough. Um, when it got to March and April um, we were watching.
2: So you're, you're entering, cause the spring is the busiest season of the year for you, right?
0: Pretty much. <laughs> yes. The, and the way plants are, you know, you can't put them on a shelf and bring them out two months later. They're growing. So mm-hmm. if we would have been shut down, that would have been, that could have been the end of us. And, you know, all that all of that was going through my head and, you know, how are we going to do that? And some employees came up and said, what are we going to do? Um, I said, I don't know. But I I do know one thing, God knows. So we're going to start praying. And that's where our prayer group started. That's right. Um, and we haven't stopped, you know, every day. Whoever you know, some people, you know, um, if they're a different faith, they walk out. But um a lot of people stay in. Uh we share a lot of things. But uh we opened up um state of Wisconsin kept us um essential, essential. Yeah. And uh it was crazy busy. And we had So you
2: so you went you went from Yes The World has stopped. Yep. Are we gonna go under Yep to all of a sudden you're crazy yep
0: busy mm-hmm. in fact <laughs> i think renée is over here I, nodding right.
2: her head vigorously up and down yeah, and yes.
0: i think our employees thought i was crazy because i remember david and i my cousin you know we we sat in the office in summer and just could not believe what was happening and i told david i said we're going to keep going uh, we're going to ride this and we we i got faith we're going to so we just kept going and we, all the things we wanted, my brother and I wanted to do for years and years, we, I just pulled the trigger and we just kept going. We put concrete walks in our trees and shrubs or the tree and shrub area. Uh, we added more greenhouses and we actually, a year or two later, we decided to put up another large glass greenhouse and um, we just kept going and it's worked out phenomenally. So
2: I want to back up a second. Because you, you know, we a central question for these on the Christian entrepreneurship is: is there such a thing as Christian entrepreneurship? And you said absolutely yes. It it, it seems to me that the way you responded publicly to the potential loss of everything. Also answers that question.
0: Yes, because uh, you,
2: you, 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 I'd like you. I'd like you if you would, in as much as you can, repeat back. You, an employee said something to you along the lines of, "What are we going to do?" And what is it that you said again?
0: I said the only th- I I, you know, humbly speaking, I I don't know. The only thing I do know is God knows, and um, we're going to pray. Because that's the only thing that's going to help. So, So, so I'm trying
2: to use Pastor Shockman's trying to trying to chop in, (laughs) (laughs) but his his microphone his microphone is 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 not working. Let me let me slide the mic over to you so you can ask.
1: Okay, so I'm 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 trying to get you to go to that moment when you said to your business, you said to your employees, you said to Renee and Dave, and I want to ask a question about when Dave started working for you, but we'll come back to that. You said, I don't know what we're going to do, but what we are going to do is pray. That started a pattern at Ebert's Greenhouse Village where you, as a business, pray. Yes. Is that before work? Is that after work?
0: Uh, So what we do is um, we we meet at 8 o'clock. We eat it. Excuse me. We, we meet at eight o'clock every morning. Uh, not every employee is there because some people come in at nine thirty, uh, but a good share of them are there, and um, and we just talk about the the day's plans. Uh, you know what's going on. We talk about birthdays, whose birthday it is, and just this and that. We thank people, and uh, then we move. You know, we move on. But before we move out of the greenhouse, I always say, whoever wants to join us in prayer. Uh, so it's right after that meeting. Uh, we do a prayer. And at that prayer, you know, in, in, I, I also tell them that we, anybody can be there, but you have to believe that God is the true creator of the world and that he sent his son, Jesus, to die for our sins. Um, you know, that that's important. Um, and, you know, there's different faiths, faiths but everybody at that meeting do believe you know that Jesus so this, this is their it's saving. a
2: ga- it's a gathering of Christians yes
0: mm-hmm. yes um and, and we, it's
2: not required no but that's something no. you say this is Whoever how, wants this to is do how it. I'm gonna do yep.
0: yep and we've had great groups I mean big groups and uh, we and we share things too you know I I probably do it more than others but we share things about um, like what's going on in the world today and uh abortion and you know just we talk about a lot of that stuff. And uh, you know, I I you know, I could tell David, I said, I, I don't care what people think of me. Um I'm gonna share my faith. So God has been
2: I, re, I rem and I can I can s- I can see the look in your face and I I, rem- I remember Mark being in conversation with you at that time because we had an analogous thing here. At, at St. Paul's, you know, and I, I remember, I remember talking with you about that, you know, when all this first went down, um, and you know, initial, the first week our offerings were down 25% and it, you know, that was, that was, you know, when people could still come, but then we were locked down and I thought, are we gonna, am I gonna, are, am I gonna, are we gonna have to chop? a dozen dozens of salaries are we going to have to shut things down what is and i i I was i didn't i didn't know what we were going to do and i remember i remember you know in being in a very similar place i remember talking to you about about this and then and then watching week one of the pandemic or week two offerings were up then i think 11 percent here Yep. Wow. And then in week two, we were up like sixty percent. Yep. Um, That's amazing. And I, and I remember, you know, I remember Ben Miller, who's our eighth grade. We'll have Ben into conversation sometime. I remember Ben coming in the building when nobody was supposed to be in here, and he came in to get something, and I saw him, and I said, "I, I got it." I just didn't realize how much this was weighing on me. Cause I thought we were going to have to fire all these people, you know, and, and we're all, you know, we how are mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And, you know, is the whole world all going to go to hell in a handbasket as it were, are we all going to die? And I, I knew after, after the second week, I knew we were going to be okay. And I pulled Ben in the, I pulled Ben in the room and I told him, and I, and then I just, I, I just wept. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know, the Lord is, the Lord is going to take care of us. Yep um and i remember not around that time talking to you and i and you just looking your eyes getting big yeah and saying all these people are coming out to get plants yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yeah.
0: It, it was really something i we've never seen anything like that um just people from all over and everybody was so thankful that we were open you know everybody would say we're so glad that you're here and we can be outside and get plants and and be able to continue this and that you're not shut down like other places.
2: Yeah, and he, no. you know, and, and it's worth saying in retrospect because there were there were plenty of businesses that suffered greatly yeah. and that closed and haven't that haven't recovered, but there were there were there were others in the mystery of why some and not others were going to leave in God's hands. But Right. Right. Yeah, Um, from but from my standpoint as your pastor, that's it's one of those things that'll go in my book someday. Is, you know, a lot of people had some successes in the pandemic and just kind of thumped their chest, and you know, in in a Darwinian survival of the fittest kind of way. You said, "Thanks be to God." Yeah, and in 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 a very public public way and. Lots of and in more private ways recognize that God made all this happen for you,
0: yeah one 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 thing that um not sure if I should share this, but uh well if it, you it, if, if you're I,
2: not sure you can wait uh, on it.
0: it it goes i I want to say it because it, it is pretty special, but um I think it was around two thousand thirteen before my brother died um obviously he and I and Dave crawl, um, very close. And, uh, we share, we, we always talk about how the year went and what we're going to do the following year and set the budgets and all that, um, in December. Um, and I I think it was right around 2013. Um, anyway, uh, he goes, I think we should, uh, we're going to set a goal of this much in uh, profit. And I looked at him and I said, you're crazy. And he goes, why? He goes, why can't we do it? I go, I don't know. I, we just never even came close to that. And, uh, he goes, well, maybe we should set those goals. And then he also said, um, I think we should start thinking about giving part of our profits to church and charity. And I go, yeah, that's a great idea, but where are those profits? We're barrel, we're Barely, we're, our sales are really good, but the profits are eating up and we're, we're having a hard time, you know, taking care of getting, you know, adding on and this and that. Uh, so it was in, after the, and then he passed away and, um, and we didn't talk about that for a few years until COVID hit. So when COVID hit and everything happened the way it did, Dave Crawl and I met at December and I said I think it's time we relook what my brother was asking. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and we did and uh you know and I think I think we you know if anybody can get anything out of this talk um if they're listening um we we give what what's right to God. And uh you know I I guess I never knew what that was really like until I really I witnessed it. And uh, so.
1: And now that's a part of the life of Ebert's Greenhouse Village. Yep. His returning to the Lord. Give, give back. That would see his first given to you. Yep. I, I don't yeah. know how else we can wrap it up other than to leave it right there. So, Mark and Renee from Ebert's Greenhouse Village. Wow, that was a good one, wasn't <laughs> it? <yeah>. Oh, that's going <laughs> to that's going <laughs> yeah, to come back to haunt me. <laughs> from Ebert's Greenhouse Village in Exonia, Wisconsin, we are so grateful to have had this time with you and thanks for spending it with us here on Christ in all things.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: For show notes and other information about Christ in All Things, visit ChristinAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristinAllThings.org. We're thankful to provide Christ in All Things to
1: you as a gift, but it's not free to produce and distribute. So if you'd like to help us make Christ in All Things a self-supporting show and have a little fun in the process, please click the support page at ChristinAllThings.org. A donation of
2: any kind gets you a dozen environmentally friendly Christ-in-all-things straws to share with
1: your friends. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. You love those way too much, and I still can't believe you bought them. A donation of $200 or more gets you some cheerful on-air clapping. And a pair of Wisconsin-made
2: wigwam hiking socks. A donation of $1,000 or more gets you thunderous on-air clapping and a handmade Christ in All Things leather folio
1: by the Murdy Creative Company. If you want to donate more than that, well, fly us wherever you want, and we will record Christ in All Things at your chosen location, within reason, of course. All post-production surplus supports Youth Ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org email us at info at splco.org or the old-fashioned way give us a call 262-567-5001 intro and outro music setting by Joseph Hurl copyright 1998 Concordia Publishing House used with permission